Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This is the Ash London podcast. I am, you guessed it, Ash London. Reformed radio host, new mum and human being on a quest to live my best life when it feels like the world around me is imploding. Sound familiar? Every Tuesday, we do a bit of mum chat. Every Thursday, I do my favourite thing on the planet and I interview a guest. From celebrities who have entertained us over the craziness of the last two years to everyday people with inspiring stories. This is the Ash London Podcast. On today's episode, a friend and a very big inspiration. I met Phoebe years ago when Adrian and I opened a meditation studio in Melbourne. She walked in one day to catch a bit of zen and we became friends. Around the same time as we opened the studio, just up the road, she was opening the first of her blow-dry bars in the CBD called The Blow. A mutual appreciation, well, I hope it's a mutual appreciation, (laughs) just a one-way appreciation for me, um, began. And since then, I've watched in awe as Phoebe has gone from strength to strength in her entrepreneurship, more recently co-founding The Memo, my favorite online baby shop. You'll hear about that very soon. I've always felt a bit of an affinity towards Phoebe, or maybe I'm just a bit obsessed with her, but often we're drawn to people we want to be more like, right? And I've always admired her achievements and attitude towards risk and hard work. In today's chat, we'll hear about her journey as a businesswoman, but also as a partner, stepmother, and now pregnant mama-to-be. I hope this chat uh, inspires you as much as it inspired me. Let's get into it. Well, I have my good friend, uh, Phoebe Simmons, on. She's currently sitting in a wardrobe, pretty much, because the acoustics will be better, and I appreciate that. Welcome, Phoebe. Thank you. You can always count on me for commitment to the craft, Ash. It is true. (laughs) There's so much about your story, your journey, your current uh, life situation that I want to discuss and I kind of don't even know where to start, but I think we'll start with the bid, the business boss lady side of your life mm. before we get into the kind of personal side and I have a cry, which I inevitably will. Um, so let's just give people a bit of background as to work-wise where you started that led you to kind of really become an entrepreneur, business owner, legend in that sense of the word. Sure. Um, So I have always worked in beauty. Um, Even when I was at school, like I worked at the body shop and then at uni, I was at Mecca and I had a really bad car accident when I was 21. I was riding a scooter around Melbourne and broke way too many bones in my body. And it was a real wake up call to me to do what I finally knew I had to do, which was to pack my bags and move to London, um, where I was able to get a job with a company called Nude Skincare, which was owned by Bono and his wife, Ali Houston at the time, which was 
talk about landing on your feet and not having to pull pipe. Seriously. It was very lucky. That was a that was a mecca connection, and that's been a consistent theme throughout my life is being supported by particularly women, but so many great people um, who have helped me get to where I am. Um, so I started there, and it was uh, it was bought. New skincare was bought by LVMH two years into my time there. Mm. LVMH is Louis Vuitton, Molly Hennessy, which is the biggest luxury. It's the bougiest umbrella brand. of brands on the planet. Yeah, and there's me and like my H and M dress and my Zara <laughs> slides, just scooting around town, um, trying to you know talk in a less Aussie accent, um, <laughs> which probably had varying degrees of success. Um, and yeah, and so I I had some great um, tutelage from the powers to be at Dior and spending some time in Paris while I was in London and. Uh, a few years later, I moved to Singapore to work for Benefit Cosmetics. I didn't um, know any of this, by yeah. the way. <laughs> it's a, it's quite a random story, but I tell it because it's, I think it's, there's a good lesson in it for anyone young starting out who may want to take a little risk and may think, oh, well, it's mm. not necessarily, I don't, this is where I want to be when I'm 30 or 35. But there's no such thing. You've just got to take the opportunities as you get them and follow as many random paths um, and just say yes, because you never know where it might end up and it might, you might end up in an even more wondrous place. But it was at my time there that I was traveling a lot to San Francisco and to the States. And I was learning that women were getting weekly blow dries Mm. um, and they were using those blows blow dries to help them feel more polished and powerful and I felt I could do with the same um same tool um or technique um to help give me a bit of an edge and I found that there wasn't a business in Australia that was really meeting those needs Mm. and so I moved back to Melbourne um where I had a little bit uh more family and friend support and I opened the blow which is now three and a half years old and uh, we're based in Little Collins Street in Melbourne. Um, we have a partnership with Sephora. So we've opened a space in Pitt Street. We'll be opening a space in Chadston later this year. And the idea is just to create a com- community of women who lift each other up. It's not just about blow dries. Blow dries are the easy part, right? It's mm. all about how we can make people feel transformed on the inside as well and to create a non-intimidating space. So that's what I set out to do there and love my blow team and I'm sure COVID um, hasn't been stressful at all like the business has <laughs> just like continued on the trajectory that oh you expected and like no closures nothing it's just been like nothing fine oh uh, I've blacked it all out to be honest it was so <laughs> it's bad like all good trauma oh it was so bad but we're still here yeah you know yeah great team you know we learned a lot of resist resilience and you know, good government support and, uh, yeah, all the, all the things that still matter to us, um, you know, that purpose and passion is, is still there. Um, so, yeah, we're just, you know, we live to fight another day. And that would have been enough. Like I would, like, if you just did that, <laughs> um, I would have been very impressed. But instead <laughs> you were like, no, I'm not busy enough. I need more. I know that was pretty dumb. Uh, I, I can't believe I did this in hindsight but um once again you take the opportunities <laughs> and you see where it ends up so my friend Kate Casey came to me um with a really amazing business idea um which was to 
service the needs of uh, expecting parents um, around Australia with a retail experience that they could feel really good about, um, which I uh, co-founded with her. It's called The Memo, and it's all about helping expecting parents prepare for life, a happy home life with their newborn, just selling them only the things that they need and nothing that they don't. So think about, you know, you don't need a wipe warmer, you don't need Can a nasty bin. Who <laughs> in the hell, now that I have a baby and use 4,000 wipes a day, yeah. <laughs> has anyone not regretted buying a wipe warmer? Like I obviously don't have one, but has anyone got, I'm really happy I bought the wipe warmer? Like, Yeah, that's my number one purchase, what? the one thing that really got me through. <laughs> when we know it's the snow ash, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, God bless the snow. <laughs> and was it a hard, big, difficult, whatever decision, having one business and knowing how full on it is? And then having this opportunity to go again, was any part of you going to let the opportunity go or? No. Yeah, okay. I, it's the same kind of thing as what I said at the start. You just take the opportunities and you figure the rest out later. Mm. Um, yes, it's challenging, but I have an incredibly supportive uh, co-founder in Kate who runs more of the day-to-day um, and, you know, has her eye on the prize. And mm. I hope that I can be, you know, as supportive to her as she is to me. Um, And the blow, you know, I'm not a hairstylist. So at the blow, my time is not as necessary being spent in salon. Yes, I'm there for the rah-rah. Yes, I'm there (laughs) for the free blow dries. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the the team know what they're doing. And I'm a big believer in relying on experts and not... um, not holding on to things too closely. I love delegating and I think it's a really important part of motivating the team. So, you know, everyone has their roles and responsibilities and we just get on with it. Mm. So this idea of, of delegating, of teamwork, rolling with punches, taking opportunities when they present themselves, thinking about the details or the tough stuff later, I think is reflected pretty incredibly in your personal life and everything's going on for you at the moment and you know being a bit further ahead on the journey I feel like all those things that you're saying are like oh no that's all the things you need for motherhood that's what you need but if we fast forward to now um Phoebe Simmons today I mean I feel like just your personal life the side of everything that's been going on there would be enough for most people to deal with on a day-to-day basis not just now but over the past couple of years um all the business stuff would be enough but you've really kind of got a really full personal life and a really full kind of business life and I think a lot of people assume that women like me and like you who are busy and you know chasing the dream and, and are successful have a desert of a social life or no personal life or whatever but that's certainly not the case for you and we have a a huge thing in common which is an interesting one to discuss because it is our story but it's also not our story and that is the fact that both of us I am married you are getting married to um, men who lost their partners so we are love of the life number two which is again another crazy situation to find yourself in that not a lot of people have experienced and comes with its own set of challenges. So now that we kind of know the boss bitch side of Phoebe, take me through, take me back to um, 
meeting Sean when that happened, yes. where you were at in your life, what was going on? Talk to me. Sure. Um, so Sean actually built the blow. His Did builder. he? Yes, which I love. Um, but I never met Sean. And I always, I always worked with his business partner, Dale. They have an incredible uh, business called The Melbourne Builder. They do a lot of homes and shop fit-outs and events. Um, and I had previously in, in my life as being a single person from probably 27 to 33, um, I was pretty lost. I was, you know, dating without much um, intelligence, I guess. <laughs> Or direction. All of your um, intelligence was being taken up with other things. It's true. You had very little true. left for dating. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the self-worth <laughs> was probably pretty low at that point <laughs> if we just judge it by the people that, uh, or the way I chose to date. Um, but I, uh, my friend got a call from Dale one day asking if I would like to be set up on a date with Sean. Um, and... Sean is Dale's business partner and I said yes why not once again oh, that Dale. trend and uh, it was in COVID so it was April 2020 and we went for a walk around the tan and literally five minutes in I turned to look at him and in my head I'm like yeah I can yeah. see it I can see my weekends with this guy this is it I just have never felt more comfortable um, which is, you know, what people say, right? They're like, yeah, but you know, the same, and you don't think it's a thing until it happens to you. Exactly, which was so nice. I was like, oh, finally. Um, Sean at the time had a three, almost three and a half year old son whose name is Tyler. Um, Sean's uh, partner or fiance and Tyler's mum, Sam, passed away when Tyler was seven months old, um, quite uh, uh, dramatically um, uh, by anaphylaxis. And it was obviously a really um, distressing and uh, every bad thing. The worst time. Yeah. <laughs> the worst time. <laughs> um, Sean. Uh, then went to care for Tyler um, on his own, but with a lot of support from his family and his friends and um, his business partner, Dale, um, until Tyler was, yeah, almost three and a half. And he said to Dale, I'm ready to date. I think I'm ready to date. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be Sean's first date, um, which I think he got, you know, that was pretty lucky by him. He didn't have Very to lucky. get on the app. This Dale guy needs like a big old pat on the back. Like not only did he like get him <laughs> back on the horse, but he chose perfectly for him. That's unbelievable. I know. He he can go out now. I think one from one, right? He's set. Like that's a, that's a great setup. Um, so thank you, Dale. And, yeah, so we – and we just started dating him because it was COVID, you know, we we didn't have anything else to do but to hang out and connect and mm. – just enjoy each other's company and get to know each other. Um, and so things moved quite fast and uh, we moved into a place together um, at the start of last year when Tyler turned four. And So within kind of six that, months you were living together? Yeah, 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 nine months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, YOLO. 
and oh, no, I'm, all, I'm all about the YOLO. I think I think we'd I think we were like we're engaged within nine months. Like we were the oh. same. I was I remember like the first time I met Adrian sitting there talking to him and all I wanted to do was pull my phone out and text my best friends to be like I've met my husband. But I like couldn't because we were still talking. So I sent it from a taxi at 5 a.m. Like like on my way, you know, like we've been at a, a big party. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Did you, oh had God. you been given kind of like the initial, just so you know, this? Because yeah. someone gave me like that night, they were like, just so you know, like, you know that Adrian's like wife died, right? Like pretty much because we worked together and they were like, don't fuck around with him pretty much. Like he's a good guy. Yes. He's a good group don't, you know. There was no part of me that thought I need to weigh this up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you think, yeah, totally. you think it would be like, oh, but I have. Yeah. But there's when matters of the heart, I think it kind of overrides it. I don't know what else like for you. That's it. There's no such thing as like a pros and a cons list. No. And I think, um, you know, it did mean that it meant that Sean wasn't as a single dad. He wasn't interested in jerking anyone around either. He's time poor. Um, and he didn't want to go through the drama of, you know, playing games, playing dating games. Mm. He just wanted to be in a really loving relationship again. Um, and I, I'm sure that he was very keen to find someone who could assume a parenting role eventually for mm. Tyler. And I'm sure that formed in his consideration. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, being a step parent just means you get more love to give. And it, it did actually make the relationship more fun um, than, well, you know, comparing to nothing. But mm. it, it definitely had obviously more layers and more complexities. And you know, we we had some hard times when we moved in together. You know, a, a four-year-old, you know, comes with his own um, sets of boundaries and uh, resistance to change. Of course. Um, but, you know, we're one happy family now um, and it's it's been really nice. I said to Sean last night, God, like when you think about where we were at a year ago mm. even to now, it's it's amazing what you can do when you really – want something to work and um and yeah when the universe supports you to do that were there fears though like I you know like I mean a situation is different in that Adrian had a dog very different to a child who Mm. had had you know and and, you know like he he was little when he lost his mama but there's still always going to be a sense of grief a sense of you know, like I should have had my mum here, but my mum isn't here and being so young and not really understanding the mechanics of that. And then, you know, Phoebe comes to live with us. So did you, not concerns, but like genuine fears about how you were going to take on this new role and how it was going to work? Yes, definitely. Oh, because where do I fit in, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's not about defining it necessarily, but 
what's the value that I could bring to mm-hmm. Tyler's life that hadn't yet been able to be met um and you know it's it's really hard being a parent and it's hard being a step parent I would say coming in at three and a half was probably I would say on paper a good time to come in um you know obviously I wasn't going to be there at, at newborn life um but maybe when when the kids are a bit older I think it would be hard as well because they've already figured out who they are and who mum or dad is and who Mm. these people are whereas Tyler was very accepting of me and you know my my integration into his family um but yeah there was some pretty tough there was some hard moments and um you know his little head you know exploded sometimes and thinking that I was trying to replace you know his grandma or whatever Mm. it was um but you know Sean is incredibly attuned to Tyler and is a very practical person and a really good communicator and I think those three things helped um set us up for a smoother sailing than it could have been Mm. but yeah it was scary and then also yeah now that yeah I'm what am I six six months pregnant um it's you know we're also thinking about what that dynamic will be yeah. and you know between the two of them and and you have to get so good at communicating as honestly and clearly and as early as possible I think that's one thing that yeah. I learned is that and and thankfully Adrian was so loving and so open and vulnerable from the start because it meant that there were no questions for me there was nothing about me thinking like is this a thing or is it awkward if I do this or like I would like to even like like a wedding photo like I thought it was really important to have their wedding photo still out but I didn't want it so things like that and if it was anyone else if I was marrying the wrong person that probably would have been a point of contention or awkwardness but I think it really forces you to just come out and say it, right? Like you can't sit on anything and stew on anything. You have to say, how is this going to work? Or like, yes. is this okay? Yes. Is this making you, like, you, do you know what I mean? Did you find that you have oh. to just get straight to the point on a lot of things? Oh. Yes, and it was so refreshing, Ash, um, mm. you know, none of these playing games or, or questioning whether someone liked you or not. Yeah. I remember three months in, I we were laughing because we don't fight, Sean and I, which, you know, sometimes irks me because, you know, fighting can be good. Um, But we don't fight. And I said, oh, I wonder what we'll disagree on. And he said, oh, well, you know, I guess, you know, I guess there's a question of geography and living together. You know, we're both Melbourne, but on different sides. And also like, you know, and I said, yeah, and also kid thing and he said I said you know because I want to have kids and he said oh well when would you want to have kids and I said oh I'd like to start trying the middle of next year i.e 2021 and he goes yeah I think that seems pretty fair and reasonable (laughs) 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 could you imagine being told you're being pretty fair and reasonable I was like is that is that it am I and he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I was talking to mum about it the other day. And yeah, I, I said that that was probably the time that. that you'd want to have kids. And I'm like, so we good? Like, that's it, right? But it, you like, don't... what are we going to have for dinner? I love that. Yeah, it's so similar to us. And people thought we were crazy because we were just like, yep, cool. That's the plan. We buy a house, we get married, we have a kid. 
and we're not going to like make a thing about this. We're not going to waste time. We're not going to – we're going to play games. And it is – there is so much – because people so often say to me, oh, I, I could never do what you've done. And mm. I want to like shake them and be like, what, fall in love with the person I was meant to be with so I've married them. Should like, be so lucky. Totally. Mm. Like it's actually mm. not something that's hard to do if you – have emotional intelligence, which we both do, and, like, you don't take things too personally. But when you fall in mm. love, you fall in love, like, mm. regardless of – and it's not even baggage. Like, it, that's such a kind of a weird mm. word. But, um, yeah, it always is strange to me when people say, oh, you're so – you're so good to him. <laughs> You've taken on. And I want to, like – it's almost kind of offensive to me because I'm like – Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, on a charity case that I've been like, yeah. you know what, I will. He's good. He, yeah, like I win, he wins, we win yeah. together. But there are mm. just like a lot of, what's the word? Just like not even technicalities, just some initial think shit that could be awkward at the start that you've yeah. got to just get out of the way. Like I remember yeah. like <laughs> thinking if I got it now, I'm like, why did I agree to this? But, like, a couple of months in, because Adrian's from Adelaide, he's like, I want you to come to Adelaide and meet my people. So I go to a pub and there are, like, I'm not exaggerating, Phoebe, when I say 60 people rocked up. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people. And it wasn't until afterwards that I kind of looked back on it and I was like, that was a lot emotionally. That was a lot, was a mm-hmm. lot to, you know, and it, it was almost a physical I didn't realize it was a lot until I was like almost wanted to cry afterwards. Like it was just physically exhausting Mm, because it's like the weight of all that. I want them to like me and I want them to think I'm okay because I think about if one of my best friends died and then Mm. her husband met someone else, what would I be like when I met her? Would part of me be like, you're not Ash and we're not going to accept you? Of course, everyone was super lovely and so happy that Adrian was happy again but you do take all of that into it of course and of course you're choosing the most efficient way of meeting everyone too it's like <laughs> it's very practical it's like well we're in Adelaide so we're gonna do <laughs> We're going to get married pretty soon and move in. Let's I don't go. want to just Let's meet go. you at the wedding. Yeah. Like we need to like meet each other first beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you think about the emotional piece later and you're like, oh, yeah, that was actually like a lot. Mm. Yeah, but I did it. You did it. It's like, and I don't know what it is that makes it easy. I don't know what your answer would be if it's, you know, I think a big part of it is there has never been one single moment in our relationship where he has left any room for me to doubt or question or wonder or feel less than or feel like I'm the second choice or I'm the runner-up or, you know what I mean? Because it's a weird thing that he'll always love her. Yeah. He also loves me, but there's no competitiveness. And I think that's a testament to him because it's, I mean, I think about it, it would be even harder for him to handle that in a way that's fair on me, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, that's, that's, I agree with that. And I think it just shows as well how important it is to open yourself up to those opportunities when you're truly ready um, because obviously Adrian and Sean came to us having done the work. So true. Yeah, and so they were ready to support 
us as well to be the best partners that we can be. Absolutely. Um, I love that. Doing the work. I mean, I think in any relationship regardless, it works so much better when two individual people have sorted their shit out and then come together with their shit sorted out as opposed to trying to work their shit out on each other, which really is what your 20s are for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And leave it there at baggage claim. (laughs) See ya. See ya. So now you are um, six months pregnant. Mm. Um, Tell me about the day you found out you were pregnant. What? Tell me. Yeah. Because I don't know this. Um, I don't know anything. Yeah. So it was all pretty, um, we were really fortunate to have started trying and then four months in, um, you know, I did a pregnancy test, um, you know, just before my period was due and it said that I wasn't pregnant. So I was like, oh, damn, I've missed another one. Yeah. Um, you did the test before your period. Chance. I mean, yeah. if you've been trying more than four months, you stop doing that pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, exactly. I'm like, why am I setting myself up for two disappointments a month rather than one? Um, but that test was wrong. So a few days later I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I just texted it to Sean and was like, woohoo. You um, text him? And, yeah, I just texted him the pregnancy Like a photo of the stick. Yeah, efficiency. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's efficiency on a whole other level. <laughs> I needed proof, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was great. And then obviously, like, I, I've got to say, I didn't really enjoy uh, it took some time getting used to the idea of being pregnant and what it would mean. I think as someone who has always operated pretty independently, I had some real struggles with what I deemed, I guess, feeling a bit trapped. Like, oh, wow. my God, this thing is going to be with me for the rest of my life. And Which after all- years of being so independent, travelling, going oh. where you wanted to, do, it, it's a big mind shift. Oh my gosh. And also because Sean and I aren't married, it was a really big step for our relationship. Even though we planned it, I think it finally sunk in that, oh, I'm, I'm having a baby. This is, this is it. Like, this is a really big step. More commitment marriage. All of us. Yeah. It feels that way. Um, So yeah, I, I wasn't super comfortable with it. And then um, you know, I started to grow into my body a bit more. The nausea wore off. We moved into our new home, which was, which Sean was building, which I think was important from feeling settled yeah. and we could kind of see that future. Um, but then a couple of weeks after that, so at, all, at 21 weeks and five, I was diagnosed with what's called cervical incompetence, which means that my cervix had shrunk to such a short, uh, level that it was, uh, I guess, incapable of uh, holding the baby in. <laughs> um, Having the word and, incompetence in any yeah, diagnosis. I know like, it's brilliant. Find a new word for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that needs a rebrand. Yes, it fun. does. You can yeah. take that upon yourself as your next project to rebrand cervical incompetence. <laughs> also, I'm not chic. incompetent. I'm not incompetent yeah. anything. I'm what are you talking about? Person I know. <laughs> um so that was a real real shock and um I've I'm now at just over 24 weeks so you've caught me fresh ash so the last two weeks have been um 
you know, I had surgery, which like involves like a little one centimeter long stitch that holds your cervix kind of together. And basically the medical thing is just that it's, yeah, that your body, for some reason, my body thinks that it's ready to go into labor. um, And we just want it to be tricked into thinking otherwise. So there's a few, like I take progesterone drugs, which are the same drugs that um, IVF, uh, women who are going through IVF are prescribed um, which helps avoid the chance of miscarriage um, so yeah just doing all of those things and I feel good knowing that I've done we have done what we can medically to mm. um, keep everything in place but it does mean that I'm on um, bed rest and kind of confined to the house um, for as long as I feel um, right to do so and then we just have to hope that the baby can get you know, every day is it is uh, an extra win. Yeah. So I would like to be able to get to, I would like to be able to get to twenty eight weeks, um, where the medical complications of having a baby that premature, um, you know, more minimised. Um, but we'll see. Um, which is why I'm not, um, you know, going to a Zumba class anytime soon. Let's put it that way. If I saw you at a Zumba <laughs> class on Instagram, I would probably give you a call. And tell you to just for dial num- it back a little bit for a number of reasons. Yeah, because yeah, mostly because Noah's done Zumba in ten years and it's not cool. And I want you to be cool. How are you keeping your head? I had, a, I mean, I had a perfect pregnancy until thirty-seven weeks. Nothing went wrong, and I still every day was like, "Stay yeah. in there, baby." Like it's a yeah. lot. So how are you yeah. keeping your head in the game here? Um. Well, we've had, uh, I've had, we've had so much support and so much um, we've been showered with love and support and positivity. My mum said to me, she came in and she said, I think we can do better than 24 weeks. And I'm like, okay. That's what you want to (laughs) hear. That was the dose of realism. I think as well, you know, my sister said to me, I think this is the most poignant. She said, you, I know that you wanted this perfect pregnancy, or this this certain experience of what a pregnancy mm. is but the whole point of being pregnant is so you can have a baby just do that and then I'm like that is true you're gonna do fine babe uh, <laughs> well we need to get there first you absolutely um, will get there have you got like a yeah. like what's the thing that you tell yourself in moments where the reality of the situation sometimes you know what it's like it's like you keep it under control and then you have a moment where it's like and then what do you have you got something that you tell yourself or something you imagine yes um so what I've been telling myself and others is nothing bad has happened yet Mm. because yes the you know the future of the anxiety is always about what may happen right Mm. right now the the scanner caught caught the issue the doctors got to work on it I am in a position where I can work from home from the couch with my legs up and I have an incredibly supportive partner and family and friends and business you know team of colleagues so I'm actually really lucky nothing bad has happened if the baby went into labor if I went into labor at 21 and five weeks that's really really sad and shocking but that didn't happen to me Mm. so I just need to remember that and now it's just like whatever happens we'll be able to manage it and we know of so many parents and families who are able to manage it and how lucky that we live in Australia you know 
I love that. Nothing bad has happened yet. I think people can Mm. take that mantra and apply it to so many different things. Anything really that we have Mm. anxiety about. And for most of, for most of us, that's most of us really nothing bad has happened Mm. yet. So far we good. Mm. And I'm, and I'm stressing about something that may or may not happen. Mm. Well, my love, um, professionally and personally I have learned so much about you today and love you even more and I'm more in awe of you although I'm sure that you feel there's no reason to be in awe of you because it just comes so naturally to you and this is what you do you just get it done and keep moving you're amazing you're gonna be um you know you're gonna nail this this new mum gig with the baby oh only with friends like you so thank you for being such a supportive friend and um yeah I guess taking the time to chat it was nice to actually yeah talk about it on those in these terms so thank you love you mate yeah love you too the big takeaways from today's chat for me jump at opportunities that are presented to you and think about the details later it reminds me of that quote that you hear a lot the question about what is it that you'll do with your one wild and precious life Phoebe has chosen adventure, growth, and chosen to say a big fat yes over and over again, and look where it's gotten her. You'll be pleased to know that she's now made it to 27 weeks and her pregnancy is going great guns. What a legend. I'll catch you next Tuesday for another episode of the Ash London Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.